Hello, folks. Good morning, folks. This is Dan, and this episode, Aaron and I are talking about the dismemberment plan. And one thing that uh, you may notice, unlike times when we talk about other bands, uh, we're not going to put in all the clips that we're talking about, partly because I'm lazy and uh, this thing needs to go up today, and partly because... It would just be, it would be like 80 clips, and that's just a lot. But uh, buy their records. They're very, very good records. Um, and yeah, be nice to them. They're very good. Okay, here's the show. Oh, also at one point I say horn rim sunglasses. I meant glasses. I don't know what that was. Hi, my name is Dan Grubb, and over there is Aaron Fletcher-Smith, and this is the Dan and Aaron Lycorama. Music. I don't want to sit down and record this podcast this afternoon, but yet I am, because I love hanging out with Dan. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) I actually listened to a whole bunch of D-Plan um, while I was on my work travel, and uh, it kind of got me myself uh, psyched back up for uh, talking about them. Um, oh, good. They were a really big portion of our lives for a considerable period of time. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. a few years there, they were a, a certified big deal. Yeah. Um, not only that, but, uh, I mean, there's there's even more cool kind of vested interest amongst, like, you and I collectively in that uh, you even got a chance to play with one of them uh, in a band for a brief period of time. That is, is awesome. true. Yeah, we can uh, we can get why don't we get to that part later? That that's sounds a, good to me. That's a teaser. <laughs> yeah, that's a sneak preview for more coming later. Um, <laughs> so uh, who are the dismemberment plan? Um, no one bunch knows. of right bastards. God damn right. Sons they are a mystery. They owe me uh, 20 bucks. No, they don't. They're nice. Yeah. They're nice guys. Four, four nice boys. Yeah. Four very nice boys. Very just, very sweet gentlemen. You know, never... They always help me cross the street. <sighs> yeah. I said, hey, I bought your record. And then they helped me move. What it's a true. bunch of nice guys. It's true. Um, no, they were, uh, so D-Plan, uh, Dismemberment Plan, was uh, a indie rock slash electro slash pop slash post-punk slash whatever band from the mid-90s into the early 2000s, and then they came back for a second, like 10 years mm-hmm. ago, and then uh, I think they just went away again. Yeah. Um. They came back for an album and then went back into the ether, the ether, yeah. the ether, the ether. Um, I, I'm going to go with the, the ether. I kind of like that. It's almost like sticky and gooey icor, you know? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. stuff that grows out of trees. Anyway. Mm. Um, they, their best and, well, their, their most critically acclaimed, I would say universally beloved by uh, anyone with horn rim black sunglasses would be... Uh, Which is all third... of us, by the way. Yes, yeah. For, for a federal mandate. Anyone with a bad haircut in the early aughts 
um, their uh, their biggest uh, critical darling record was uh, Emergency and I, their third record. Hell yeah. Um, that was the one uh, people lost their minds over. Um, and I, th- uh, that was the one. Uh, what, 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 what do you think was the biggest one off of that? The City? Oh, or man. Um, you Are Invited was pretty. Big. Oh, I love You Are Invited. Um, let me let me look at the the discography, not the discography, but the track listing for that one. Yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, a life of possibilities, memory. good opener, memory machine. The what do you is, want me to say? The problem is not Spider so much in that the snow. it's not so much that I I don't know them. It's just that every one of those songs I've listened to them so many times. Oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. So emergency and I is. Life of Possibilities, What Do You Wanted Me to Say, The Jitters, You Are Invited, The City, Eight and a Half Minutes, Memory Machine, Spider in the Snow, I Love a Magician, Gyroscope, Girl O'Clock, Back and Forth. God, every one of them is bangers. Um, yeah. 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 It's, a, uh, it, it's, it's like uh, The Clash's record, uh, London Calling, where it's like, this could be a greatest hits album. Yeah. But it's, it's just, you did a studio album. Yeah, and just every song is amazing. Um, yeah. God, it's hard to choose one amongst all of those in Emergency and I. Um, well, then it's a good thing you don't have to. <laughs> it's an album and not a song. Hooray, that's and how, I can enjoy that's every how those single work. one of them. Um, <laughs> I would say, I mean, and the then, ones that always stand out to me are um, You Are Invited, um, yeah. The City, and yeah. Back and Forth. Yeah, those are those are probably the ones that really call out to me the most when I look at that track listing. Yeah, back and forth is a really good last track. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's such a really a great good way, way to, to close an album. Uh huh. Hell yeah. Man. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. And yeah, for me on that one particularly, I think uh, Memory Machine and yeah. Gyroscope are probably my yeah. two favorites. I love You Are Invited and The City. Oh my God! For oh, Girl O'Clock, I really love. Yeah, too. yeah. Um, the Girl O'Clock has a really complicated drum beat, and until I saw them play it live, I was like, "Oh, that's how you do that." Okay. Yeah. And because uh, yeah, his the drummer the cymbal hand is doing upbeats on the hi hat, so it's right. And the bass drum is going and then the snare hand is going between snare and the toms mm-hmm. and you put them all together it's and it's this like this percussive you know uh, some people in the Amazon that no one's ever come in contact with. <laughs> right. Right. The, you know, this driving percussion. It's really incredible. And then when I learned how to play it, I was like, wow, I did it. You know, I had to go home and practice that for a long time. And I was like, oh, that's how you do it. Okay. It and is then downright I was, wild, uh, man. I was like, now I'm a good drummer. I did it. <laughs> and my life stayed the same. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know if I agree with you on that. I mean, I uh, there have been people that um, uh, 
amongst our friend group and our community of people have, you know, looked at you as a drummer and gone, damn, Dan really knows what the fuck he's doing. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm great. Yeah. Oh, of course, drumming and, um, all of the things that we actually enjoy don't actually pay our bills. So now we'll wallow in collective pity for a minute here. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've Pain made five or six dollars over the years playing drums. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I've, I've, um, I've sold a few commissions myself. So, but that's still, I mean, what you've done is way cooler though. Um, showing up. Yes, rock that is true. It. I'm yes. better. <laughs> Checks in the mail. No, no. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, these guys, um, oh, God, like, how do you even talk about them? Um, it's, well, I mean. Well, why don't we go, if we think about the sort of general trajectory of their music, it, I would say the hey, first Hey, you had album, another one of those, uh, uh, the record slowed down moments right there. You were telling yeah, me sorry, about so, that in the last episode, you know? Somebody accidentally yeah. switched you from the 45 down to 33 for a minute yeah. there. Trajectory. Um, um, I pulled up the yeah, wiki if you want me to like, you know, bang on I facts. Do. No facts okay. are boring. All right, but uh, I would say with their first album, quote exclamation point unquote, mm-hmm. uh, aka the the self titled, right? Um, it was more. It was definitely angular, angry young men. Yeah. Uh it was it was angry young man music. Yeah, from the absolutely. Mid nineties is what was it like ninety three or something? Um, uh, let's see, emergency and I is ninety nine, and I'm yeah, the first up, one is ninety five. I got it pulled up. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing too. Um, and again, it was another one like all those songs are great. Survey says is a great starter. Um, okay, jokes over was uh, yeah a show staple I think their entire run um, and I think was it okay jokes over where they would stop in the middle and it would it would just like the uh, the rhythm section we keep going and then uh, the singer Travis would start singing you know uh, whatever the popular rap song was at the time oh my god <laughs> you're right I forgot about that yeah and he would just he would melodically sing um, oh man I remember he and did. Cause um, it's like, cause the, the song is like, it's one of their more straightforward songs on that record. Just a straight rock yeah. song. Yeah. Um, and then it's, but it goes, it settles into this like, and it would just kind of settle into that. And he'd be like, so they'd be playing that, and Travis would kind of take ten seconds or so. Right. Get your freak on! Get your freak on! Do 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 do. Yeah, and he just yeah, he just lean on. He totally leaned Just whatever the song was that month. God, I remember one time, um, and it was like during this like, I guess brief month, maybe two months, that I was absolutely obsessed with um, Pink. Um, he oh, le- sure. He leaned in and very melodically, he's like. I'm coming up, so you better get this party started. <laughs> I was like, yes! <laughs> Yay! Yay! That's the dopey jam um, that I like, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like uh, 13th and Euclid is really good too. Yes. Yeah, it's just like it's a really good debut album. It's a really good Angry Young Man album. Yeah. And then they got their their second album was like, oh, okay, well, we've got that down. What can we add to it? And so they added samples and breakbeats and right. trombones and yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, on a couple tracks, depression. Um, <laughs> and it became, uh, it became more like, um, I don't want to say satirical, but more looking well, it, out and talking about other people's lives around you and not yeah. just, oh, I'm so mad. Yeah, it was also them almost kind of like parodying themselves. It, it was them um, yeah. making light of being awkward nerds in the D.C. area. And and that was yeah. part of the fun of it was that like, uh, especially uh, between, um, so looking at the Dismemberment Plan is Terrified. Uh, yeah, that's their second album. That's, yeah. That might be my favorite of their records. So like, Exclamation point. Yeah, exclamation point is that um, taking themselves in in kind of humorous irony is that's the beginning of it. it you, you can feel it in, in in the bones of those songs, but that first album, exclamation point, they're just angry at the world, <laughs> you know. And they're you just, know, they're like they're like. I don't know, 20, 22. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that's their job. Right. Their job that is totally to be some angry young men with guitars and drums yeah. and stuff. But then when you look at the track listing for Is Terrified, um, that's where they're starting to get into, okay, maybe we shouldn't take ourselves so seriously. You know, maybe some of this is silly. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe yeah. there's, let's, I was let's have say, a laugh at some the absurdity of, of it all. You know. Yeah, some of the stuff gets silly and cartoonish, like right. um, like bra, bra. Exactly the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yep. uh, I'm going down the Amazon in a light gray '57 Chevy. Mm, uh, you think that's um kind of heavy? You should, you should read, read my, my poetry. poetry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can't can't read those lyrics without doing that. <laughs> yeah, um, I like uh, uh, Academy Award, where it's like a. And the yes. Academy Award for embarrassing mellow drama goes to you. Yes. <laughs> it's more pointed. Yeah. It's it's pointed, but also ironic, but also silly, and also more mature. Like it's yeah. sillier and more mature. Uh, you, some of them you can definitely tell that they've had more life experience. Yeah. Uh, you know they've they did touring by then. They've right. had experience as you know uh, rock musicians yeah. with fans and yeah. success and it's like oh okay this is you know this is strange but they still have that core yeah things that make them who they are you know because there's there's so much there's so much about um exclamation point where it's them um being angry at other people in their lives and then manifesting that in the songs, you know, and, and it comes out. <laughs> and, in, and okay. Jokes over is another good, uh, example of that. Yeah. Where you it's know, like, uh, what was it? Uh, 
if I get if I get the blame, then I get the credit, credit too. too. Like, yeah. That's such a good line. It's right. a, it's a really good breakup song. Yeah. If yeah. if someone broke up with you and you're all mad about it, uh, okay, jokes over is a good song. Yeah, I know. If to. I don't write, got me through a pretty bad breakup as well. I listened to that one on loop for a long. Yeah, time. that's yeah. that's a good one. If you break up with someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, bye, leaving yeah. anyway. It's time. It's time to go away from you now. Yeah. If you don't um, hear, if I don't write, then I'm all right. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. love that. If I don't write, um, then I'm okay. But like, yeah, what I was going to say and, is like with, oh, with sorry, exclamation point, they're still very much mad at the rest of the world. By the time that yeah. they make it to is terrified and they're writing the lyrics for is terrified. Although there's those moments of um, uh, taking themselves lightly and having a giggle at themselves. There's also now these these moments where you start to get songs that sound more like when they mellowed out, when they did change. And then when they did the, um, the last album where yeah. Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where they're starting to do kind of uh, almost like personal self-reflection, like, man, what a weird yeah. life this has been. Like, this is the life and, um, mm-hmm. respect is due. Um, yeah. 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 That's, that's, they're starting to go, huh? Things are fucked. Wow, let's talk about the you know the 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 surreal the surrealism of it all. You know. Yeah. But then and also, well, is terrified has also just got some banger tracks though as well. It does have banger. I mean, the Ice of Boston's fantastic. That's oh, another God, one about. Yeah. You know the the ones that I think of when I think of their writing from experience as a mm-hmm. as a touring group, someone yeah. with more you know worldly experience. I keep yeah. I keep saying that word. I'm sorry. Um, Ice of Boston is about um, being away from home on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. They're from D.C. Yeah. Um, well, they're from the suburbs like us, but then they went, yeah. you know, they're a D.C. band. Um, it's talking about being, it's New Year's Eve, and they're up in Boston, and they're all alone, and listening to Gladys Knight and the Pips. <laughs> and I love the part where it's like this, I woke up at 3 a.m. with the radio on, that Gladys Knight and the Pips song on, about how she'd rather live in her rather live in his world with him and live her own world alone and i'm standing there butt naked and standing in the kitchen window looking at a bunch of strangers uh looking at them looking at me looking at them and i think to myself oh gladys girl i love you but oh, oh get a, get a life, life. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i played that for my mom and she yeah cackled she was <laughs> laughing she was like that's great yeah. she's like i love gladys but yeah that song's stupid yeah yeah she... <laughs> like, dang mom that's um you know and, I and we this... got we got yeah he talks about uh we we saw them play that and they were like he travis the singer was like yeah god i just wish i had pips you know just three <laughs> middle-aged men in satin suits background dancing with you that'd be great i need some pips and he asked people to come up on stage and be this and be their pips so that. you and i got up there and oh god yeah we did very silly dances so with maybe 10 other people and we were that was a lot of fun the plan. that was so much fun yeah, so much fun what a fun live show god yeah. i mean their albums are good but they're live it's like gogo bordello yeah. where the albums are great yeah. but the live show is just five levels mm-hmm. higher it's it's they Man. bring a manic energy to each one of their live shows and they repeat it. You and I saw them yeah. what twelve times. We couldn't God, get enough. Probably of them. we could we not saw get them enough. A lot. Yeah, 
it was like, oh, plans showing. They're at Black Hat again. It's uh, yeah. $4 to get in. Hell yeah. Right. You know, okay. <laughs> down Constitution <laughs> Avenue and up the left we go. Yeah, oh, my absolutely. God. God yeah. bless the God bless local and as indie bands. Absolutely. Yeah. It shows was, $5. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's one of the songs that has remained kind of a constant in my wife and, and, and my life uh, from here on in has got to be one too many blows to the head. And yeah, yeah, the yeah. biggest reason for that is simply because of the message behind it, which is what I started the show with, which is I don't yeah. want to get back into the ring. And there are just, there are, there have been so many moments in, yeah. in my wife and my life where, like, we look at each other as a pair of yuppie adults that, you know, have to continue to uh, uh, stumble and bounce and, and uh, bang our way through the, you know, kind of suburban DC area hectic schedules. And we yeah. look at each other, and it's like, uh, and we're here again. Look, it's yeah. our whole family, and we've presented ourselves with clothes on. How how yeah. proud is everyone? No one's proud. No one's okay. <laughs> Fine. What the fuck ever. Anyway, goodbye. Now we're on to the next. Everyone's event, you know? everyone's butt is covered. No one is dying of right. syphilis or right. the children are not bleeding, and nobody cares. Okay, on to the next thing. You know, the kids can read. Great, we do. Right. Right, and and there's yeah, so it's much. It's 2022. That where... We all have to play six different games through daily life. Right, exactly. I don't want to play those games. You got to play the games today. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. play the games today. Right, God. right, right. Put a smile on. There's no inflation that's taking away the money that you spend time earning an income for. <laughs> no, that's not happening. Just everything's nope. good with your friends. You know, uh, how's play. life? How's Go life? Play. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's great. Lies. Yeah, volumes of lies behind that sentence. It's good. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. yeah. Let me let me let me put a filter on that. Oh yeah, it's great. Oh, it's great. We're doing great. Yeah, things are fine. Yeah. One too many uh, blows to the head, man. That's that's my wife and my fucking mantra. You know. And I mean, how many rock songs out there are are there that have two trombone solos fighting each other, <laughs> <laughs> like Dueling competing? Trombones. Yeah. obnoxious trombone players who i don't know maybe they can't play maybe they can maybe they can't play the trombone right. it, cer- right. it certainly sounded like when you and me played the trombone <laughs> we just tried it with no training on deuteronomy on records but i uh, so i want to do the, the i also four, love that on that record lines. go ahead go oh ahead. i'm sorry i just want to do the, on, the... <laughs> <laughs> Utah. We're, we're trying to pass each other in the hallway I oh know, no right? <laughs> i'll go and then you go I, that's um, fine because I, I want to close one tiny loop of the uh, talking uh, lyrics that are talking about satirizing things that they see in their life at that point yeah, yeah. outside of the personal, which right. is doing the standing still. It's the shortest, oh my God, yeah. maybe simplest song on the record, right. but it's about me and everyone I knew where you show up to the rock show and you stand there and don't move. And, that, and that's how you show your appreciation of the band in right. 2000, yeah. you know, in 1997 or whatever is you, oh, yeah, I'm really into this music. I'm going to stand here and not move because I'm so into it and serious as an artist. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and it's the it's like and they're doing the stand and still and they're doing the stand and still. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's exactly that. The little twerps like me who stand at the back of the room and don't dance because right. dancing is is 
awkward. Right. And, you know, it's funny because um, uh, my wife, who, who uh, absolutely loves the plan as much as I do, uh, there was a point um, where we, we uh, she went with you and I to, I think, two or three of the shows. But the yeah. first show that she went to with us, um, she goes, she came away from it. And then later on that evening or like the next week or something like that, she came to me and she was like, did they do that because they looked at me? Did they like see me in the crowd and, and then they did that to make fun of me? I was like, no, sweetheart. Oh, no. No, no. That's not you individually they're making fun of. That's, that's not you. That is a thousand you. other people that yeah. they've seen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's every crowd in, like, every emo crowd in uh, every concert hall across the United States that thinks they're yeah. too cool to not dance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so uh, charming. I was like, no, sweetheart. No, aw. no, no. Yeah. No. They hate um, everyone equally. No. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I'm gonna come back to it. I'm gonna come back to one too many blows to the head for a second here because do it. It's oh, just, that's right. Yeah, we, yeah. We were gonna. I was. I finished my thing, so you were gonna do the thing you started. Yeah. It's the the line. It's manners. It, it's Look manners. at that manners. Yeah, we're gonna use proper manners on this podcast. I tell you what. I like to use manners. So I hope you call the number that Aaron is saying to use manners. That's right. I'm sorry. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, sorry, my, my brain fell out of place. I had to I had to shake my skull and get it back in the socket. Hello. Yeah, no, you have to, in order to get your brain back into place, especially when it comes to manners, you have to use uh, leather tools. That's where you're, uh, it's a manners tanner. Um, that was stupid. <laughs> I tried. Lord knows I tried. Yeah. That's... <laughs> All right. So with one too many blows to the head, the first four lines are, um, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to do this from memory. I don't want to get back into the ring, but I feel like these gloves are glued to my knuckles. And every time, every time, yeah, yeah, uh, I try to stand up for myself. Yeah, yeah. I feel my knees start to buckle. <laughs> I love it. And it's, it's like the opposite of tub thumping. Yeah, tub thumping. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, I get knocked down and I get up again. Hooray! It's, it's like, like, don't make me get up again. Yeah, it's like, God damn it! I've done too many getting up against. Please, can I not? Can I sit for five minutes? No? Yeah. No, can't sit for five minutes? Okay. Here I am again. Hooray! <laughs> you know? Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's this manic one. energy to it, which just perfectly captures living in the dc area um so yeah yeah and and again being in your early 20s it's yeah yeah it so feels like i'm you know 23 or whatever yeah yeah it, it has and i've got know. something to say right that's I'm exactly kidding. it for them in their early 20s with them bursting with energy yes exactly yeah <laughs> um, um do yeah. you want to talk about emergency and i i would love to talk about emergency um, this is, yeah, this is their London Calling. This is their, uh, I don't know, whatever another band's big deal record is. Released in 1999. 99, think, um, yeah. You and I, I this can't is a, Is this about when we found out about them? I'm pretty sure, because I'm pretty sure that you found yeah. out about them down at, at, at Tech. 
and then I think no, came, no, no, I found out about him through Mike. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. My brother was my conduit until I got to college. I swear um, that like I just came into knowing who they were between ninety eight and ninety nine, and it was pretty much because of you, you know, because you, there was well, a long period think, of time because... where every bit of music that I came to understand was good came from you. Right, because before and, that, and ninety percent of that I got from my older brother, because right. that's what older brothers are for. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's that good music. But uh, <laughs> this came out in ninety nine. You graduated high school ninety nine. I yep. graduated two thousand. Yep. So it could be it was my senior year, your freshman year. It could it be that. Could have been. However, it worked though. Maybe I. I don't know. Yeah. How, however, it worked though. The thing that I remember is getting into the plan, liking them. Yes. I could swear at some point between junior and senior year, you and I went to go see one of their shows. And then, and, and this is all <laughs> the end of the 2000s. So it's like the the weirdest like haze fog memory at this point. I sure. can barely remember that shit. But um, I, I do. I, I know s- we by, um, I remember we saw them winter break yeah. between 2000, 2001. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then we saw. Them so a bunch definitely of times by the then summer. we were seeing them. I think yeah. we were seeing. I think we were going to their shows. Late ninety nine, early two thousand is probably hey, when we started. I just remembered. I just remembered why I remembered it being new. Um, why they? So it was new to us when it dropped in ninety nine, and you and I were excited because it was like, yes, you know, a new album from a dismemberment plan, and it's finally oh, okay. gonna have. It's finally going to have the dismemberment plan gets rich on it. And it didn't. <laughs> it didn't, yeah. Because yeah, that they, came out uh, that came out later on. I think that was on the Juno split. Yeah, they were playing it that. Had had that. They were playing Gets Rich in in 98 through 99 and okay. you and I really loved it. And and I just Oh yeah, this, that might be my favorite of their songs. Song. And it's very very cartoonish. Yeah, and they told us they, they told us that, you know, the new album was coming, you know, here's a song off of the new album. They would play stuff like from Emergency and I, they would play A Life of Possibilities or Gyroscope or or Eight and a Half Minutes. And, and I'll go into Emergency yeah, and I yeah. in a second year. But I was going into it with the expectation that they were going to do, that they were going to put Gets Rich on that album. And they mm. didn't. <laughs> but I, oh, well. yeah. But um, it came out later and we were all happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that song. Because it's about, I mean, yeah, it's like, what if we have enormous success? And they're like, yeah buying yachts and right. trading you know having parties with oil barons right. and stuff it's, it's very very silly who was, and it's was it, it's was a there, lot of fun there were a bunch of songs concurrently around that period of time where it was everybody gets a bunch of money and then here's how they would spend it was it uh um sugar ray or sublime that did if i had a million dollars i can't remember oh but, i don't remember okay i think it was sublime but the, the, the sublime if it was sublime they did this very mellow guitar uh, like maybe guitar and and like maybe drums in the background where they're just very chill and they're like if I had a million dollars I would feed my dog every day or something like that it was it was like oh, it was it was uh, bare naked ladies bare naked ladies yeah I'm sorry but it was boring um, it, the the way oh. more interesting version is the dismemberment plan going you know um, uh, got that mill so the Sandman Hill can find, finally run for Senate he lost in the primary but we still love him. And yeah. <laughs> just like talking about funding, like 
they pulled so many obscure references from the concept of living in the DC area to talk about what it's like to be affluent in this area. It's like so great. It's like, you know, um, invested in a, you know, trust fund, uh, uh, some kid from Canada invested in a trust fund kid that thought he could write songs, you know. It, it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. Manic. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Should have, yeah, could have bought very... a boat with seven tons of opium in the Singapore Harbor, but we're not embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> color God, us so embarrassed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, color us embarrassed. Yeah, very, is, yeah. yeah, I love that. That Yeah, that, I love that song. It's the idea um, of the money moving fast and, and you as a rich person trying as fast as possible to stay abreast of where the money is going and putting yeah. a smile on your face every time. And it's very, and if, and if very it, DC. Perfect for that. And if you lose a lot of money, oh, well, we'll try yeah. again next time. Right. Oh, well, that's oh, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hooray. Yeah. Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to the next financial crisis that we're going to create. Um, oh, so man. Gets Rich was not on the album that I'm going to talk about. But um, no. it's it's one of my favorites. But they uh, were playing it at shows, and it came out on an EP that yeah. it was uh, – them and Juno, yeah, they this. did uh, Dismembered Playing Gets Rich, and uh, their, I think their, their other track was a cover of uh, Crush. Yes. It's just, just a little crush, crush. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany? Debbie Gibson? I think Tiffany. I think you're right. I anyway. honestly don't know off the top of my head, though. So, the, uh, there were other like B-sides around them that I really liked, like Since You Died, right. where uh, like you're oh, dating yeah. a ghost. Yeah. Like your your significant other dies, but right. they haunt you, and you have yeah. sex with them and stuff. It's 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 the like, wow, that yeah. is a weird idea taken to some logical conclusions, <laughs> and that makes it even creepier. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's, like, it's a I like that one. Is that the one where it's like da 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 da, da and, and uh, something something just kills the mood. I'm, I don't know that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yeah. As I think you that, can tell. <laughs> I think you're talking about that one. All right. Um, so, and there were a couple other ones that didn't make the album, um, but when they re-released it, there were bonus tracks. Uh, Just Like yeah. You and First Anniversary of Your Last Phone Call. That are more like ripping your guts out and throwing mm-hmm. them on the floor, very upset kind of songs. They're also very good. There's also, I, and I am not going to be able to tell you which one it is off the top of my head, but it's one of those three, Since You Died, Just Like You, or First Anniversary or Last One Call, is a cover of another punk song from a decade back, from like the 80s. And I can't remember which one it is off the top of my oh. head. I just remember I picking that up anecdotally, and it's banging around in the old brain bucket. I'll figure it out. I know later. they covered uh, a Cure song on a Cure tribute album. They did do that, and I also remember that, but I think it was separate from this. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Maybe maybe I'm conflating the two. I could be uh, the the Venn diagram maybe uh, closer overlapping circles than <laughs> I was hoping it would be in my brain. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about Emergency and I for a minute here. Um, yeah. It's fucking amazing. Um, every <laughs> every track is fantastic. Also, every track is like just the right you know like musical length you know they're all like three to four minute songs um and and the d plan gets in um delivers the message and then gets out it's and it's god let's see here you they open with a life of possibilities then they move into and that one 
go ahead. I was going to say in particular, but like half the tracks do it where it starts off, oh, this is good. This is an interesting song. Yeah. 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 And then about three quarters of the way through, it just blossoms and uh-huh. it explodes where it gets quiet yeah. and quiet. Yeah. It's yeah. And it just like explodes into this like lush, uh, bright, uh, energetic. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we're like, wow. Okay. Yeah. This album has my attention. Yes. One of the things, and then it goes into one of my favorites, Memory Machine. Yeah. Which is all about uploading your consciousness. It's like, and it's it's more it. it, I was gonna say it's more like the earlier stuff. It's it's not, but it has the. It's definitely like moving forward from the earlier records, but it has that angular, claustrophobic energy that that pent up. Right. Oh, mm, I don't know. Mm, something doesn't feel good. Uh, yeah. That kind of energy. Yeah. Um, that, 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 I, that, that I really, really like. Nervous, polite energy where it's like, yes, <laughs> happy to be here, but God, things could be better. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right, right, right. And it's, and it's, it's <clears throat> sort of dystopian. Like you expect it to be a dystopian message. Right. But then at the end, they're like, you know, it's like. Uh, um. Uh, they could make machines save us labor. I'm speeding it up. Yeah. Why can't they do our hearts the same favor? The wails of ruined lives brought to halt by serene hums of computers and air-conditioned rooms. Yeah! <laughs> and it's like, the whole time, it's like red wire, right temple, black wire, right temple. left temple. And it's yeah. in 5-4, so it's kind of off. It kind of throws you off because it's in 5-4 ex- time. I never knew that. That, that yeah, explains oot, why it feels ah, slightly ah, disjointed. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's it's five four, yeah. Um, and so yeah, you're already thrown off a little bit. Yeah. And then some of the chord progressions, instead of there's not, it's one of those things where like the chords are close, are a little too close to each other. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's usually like ba 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 ba, but this is like. Ba, 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 yeah, and it's got this. <laughs> it's a little too ooh. And also, the fact that they did it with the synthesizer adds to that, that yeah. feeling of like synthetic repetitiveness. Um, yeah, that they're hinting. There's at some the vacuum tubes going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then, so all this stuff—it's this like claustrophobic, angst, dystopian sort of feel. But then at the end, where he's like, "No, that sounds great." Right. Yeah. We should do that. Yes, yep. please. Yep. <laughs> it, it turns it on its head a little bit. And you're like, wait, is he being ironic? Does he mean it? Because yeah. the words are going against the f- emotion. And it, right. it's really, it's just really cool. I love right. it, it. I love when it's like a sci-fi story. It's like a Twilight Zone episode where at the last minute you're like, oh, wait a minute. That makes me rethink the last 20 minutes. Yeah, oh, right. Interesting. Turn it on its head. Um one of the things that I, it was you saying it to me or me saying it to you like 15 plus years ago when we were super duper plan heads is, um, so there's two tracks on this album, uh, on Emergency and I, where, like you were talking about with The Life of Possibilities, um, the, the songs really blossom in the middle of the song, right? And, yeah. and they are A Life of Possibilities and You Are Invited. 
And yes. either you talking to me or me talking to you years ago when we were super duper playing heads, you said something that uh, has resonated in my head uh, and is just stuck in there every time that I listen to this song, which is the songs themselves almost feel like a um, a condensed summary or mapping of a good night out where mm. you've got build up, build up, build up, build up. And then there is always that one moment in the middle of a good night out where you kind of look around as the person that's partying and you go, this is it. I'm really in the moment. I'm living this moment. This is great. Yeah. Everything is hitting right now. Just right. And it's making me feel awesome. And that's what, yeah. That's what the middle of a life of possibilities and the middle of You Are Invited feels like. Now, with You Are Invited, yes. it feels like that intentionally because that's what they're kind of driving toward. But Yeah, that's the the message of the song, yeah. Is, right. Yeah, it's, it's this guy gets a sort of a magic invitation that lets you in anywhere. Mm -hmm. and, and it says, yeah, people look at you with a, a, a glassy stare and just say, yes, you are invited. Yeah. Do anywhere you want to go. Yep. And you can, <laughs> yeah, it's like the idea of the, the magic invitation to any club in, in Washington, D.C. And yeah. he goes to... And then at the end, he's like, he kind of gets bored with it and throws yeah. it and gives it to a guy on the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. In my hand. Yeah. And yeah, and he, he passes it off to the next guy. Says, here, you have, a, you yeah. have fun with yeah, it. Yeah, you enjoy. Yep. And it's also the like... The... Uh, it's, I, I love demotivational messages. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. so much motivational crap. All these motivational memes and motivational quotes. Oh, you can do it. Everything is within your reach. Right. Beyonce has the same 24 hours as you. Right. All that stuff. Look at uh, this rich I like person the who got slightly more richer because he was a little bit more successful today. You can right, do it right, right. too. Go away, please. <laughs> I like the demotivational ones that are like, yeah, Beyonce has 24 hours, but she also has a babysitter, a nanny, a tutor, a yeah. chauffeur, a housekeeper, a cook, yeah. you know, yeah. the things that I don't have. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so I like, um, so, so with You Are Invited, it has that, it starts out with this aspirational, you know, oh, he never gets to do anything or go anywhere. He's, he feels like a loser. And he gets this thing, and all of a sudden he can go anywhere and do whatever and see people and be seen and be a big shot. And he's like, eh, party wasn't all that great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. that Yeah, because, you know, if you're... First of all, if you are on paper successful and rich and and everyone loves you, it doesn't magically make all your problems go away. Right. You know, like I, I saw it on a, a meme somewhere. It's like, you know, Brad Pitt still gets diarrhea sometimes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah that's true. That's yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Oprah has had food poisoning. Like, yeah. yeah, it has. Yeah, right. she has. You're right. Um, but also, if, you, if you're, if you like, sort of base level 
um, personality is, uh, here's problems, I got problems, and then you put yourself up in the top elite sphere, you're, you're still going to be going, oh, there's problems, I got problems. Right. That's just who you are. Like Larry David isn't walking around being a ray of sunshine now. Yeah, yeah. He's still a miserable old prick. Right. <laughs> um, and so I like that it has, you could see it as, oh, it's not, it's not everything. That's not mm-hmm. what's important in life. I'll pass it off to the next guy. And you can also right. see it as, you know what? I'm going to be broken wherever I go. So here, you try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, uh, and, and it's like just looking at that track list, there there are just so many good tracks, and and it's like I could spend a, an afternoon talking about every single one. Um, oh yeah, and I'm, those three in particular, um, you are invited going into gyroscope, going into the city, mm-hmm. are all three about a state of mind. Yeah, and you thinking this is the world. But it's just a person's state of mind because, yeah. you know, that's your invited gyroscope is um, if he spins fast enough, then maybe the broken pieces of his heart will stay together. Mm-hmm. But there ain't no gyroscope can spin forever. And, and it's the idea, you know, your, your heart is broken. And so you just go out and try to live yeah. to level 11 yeah. and go crazy to distract yourself from your feelings. And it's like, you can't, you, that's not going to work. Yeah. It's, it's a Band-Aid. It's not fixing anything, buddy. Right. <laughs> and, but, you know, at the same time, it's also, the message of that song is also, but my God, during those few minutes in the gyroscope, you feel euphoric, you know? Yes, um, absolutely. And the euphoric other thing escapism, The yes. other thing that's super cool about gyroscope is that it's one of the few songs, and I don't know if it's people whispering in the Disturbing of the Plant's ears or whatever, where... They took the message that it's like, hey, um, women feel like this too. So you may want to also think about that when you're writing some of your songs, because gyroscope yeah, yeah, yeah. starts it's a she, yeah, and then a he, a she, and, then a and then a he, yeah, or something, yeah. And it's it's really good for that because it's like both whether you're on whether you're a boyfriend girlfriend whether you're you know a girl stuck in the city or a boy stuck in the city, you know, we all have these same insecurities, and it sucks and life sucks. That few minutes of the gyroscope though that that few minutes of the gyroscope though man that feels really nice you know in the gyroscope can't spin forever yeah yeah i love it yeah i love it and then and then that goes into the city which you hear just it starts out just a guitar and then another amazing drum line that I've ripped off a thousand times. <laughs> Why um, not? Because <laughs> it's so good. It's another one. Right. Uh, it's um, the hi hat is again just upbeat. Yeah. And um, and and it's another one where I saw him playing it. I'm like, oh, that's much easier than the way that I've been playing it. Right. Okay. Right. Um, actually, the drum the the hi hats are going. Um, the hi hats are. And uh, the bass drum is like boom, 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 boom. So it's yeah. 
By the way, I need to let everybody out there in Lycorama listening land know that um, this has been the past 20 years of my friendship with Dan, is that at a certain point when he starts playing drums with his mouth, you just go with it. No, yeah. But yeah, it has this really funky yeah. groove, and then he starts talking about... It's everything is about how the city is empty. No one's any fun. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. Everything is empty. Uh, now I notice the streetlights hum. I notice the graffiti. I notice all this. And, you know, the businesses are closed. I know I notice closed businesses. I notice the, all these electric hums. I notice the all this ugliness and nothing and how everything's right. stupid. It's like, yeah, the city's been dead since you've been since gone. gone. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, and it's just it's just about being lonely and missing your ex or missing your friends or whatever. It's just like, oh, buddy, you're just lonely. That's exactly it. And, you know, it's it's funny because the the feeling of claustrophobia and sadness in the city beautifully parallels the feeling of claustrophobia and sadness in the ice of Boston. Because they yeah. both they both pull from the same like, oh man, the it's city's that... really gross and ugly at night, and I don't have my yeah. friend here to hang out with me, or my girlfriend, right. or my boyfriend. You know, oh, you know, my God, it's really cool that I am in a big city and there's all these big buildings around me. I mean, I guess for the rest of the world that's kind of neat, but for me right now in this moment, it really sucks. You know. Yeah. It's a great you know, that, message. It, it's that theme of urban isolation. Yeah, exactly. That got real big, like, with the modernists and yep. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm surrounded by a million people, and I've never felt more alone. That yeah, idea of, exactly. like, oh, my God, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Make and a friend. It is, <laughs> it is it, it, like, the, the funny thing is, it, it's so, knowing where they're from, which is the D.C. area, it captures yeah. the feeling of walking down the street in D.C. Uh, at night so accurately because yeah. D.C. is a city that is 150% alive from 7.30 yes. a.m. to 7.30 p.m. And then <laughs> after, after the government hours and the commute that's associated with the government hours are done, D.C. Yeah. as a city shuts down. And it just yeah, becomes... Once people... Once people finish dinner, right, or if they've gone into a to see a concert or something, yeah, it's it's ghosts, it's yeah. tumbleweeds, right? It's it's, it's just, stinky, humid tumbleweeds. It's dead ass silent, and it's I mean, I love and the city. Closing I've time, now grown up next to it for twenty years, but it's just yeah. like it's it's it smells like um, cigarettes and urine. And yeah. it, it's just this place where after about 1130 to 12 o'clock in D.C., you look around and you go, I, I, I really don't feel like I should be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once it gets quiet enough that you can hear the streetlights. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Run. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is not a place I feel like I'd really be comfortable. Anyway, um, oh. before we go too far down that road. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Spider in the Snow is really good. Not a personal favorite of mine. The Jitters is good for the uncomfortability factor of it. Um, I love them. There's a couple lines. Yeah. There's a couple lines in the Jitters where 
when my brain is just stomping me into the ground and I'm just having a really bad day. Right. Um, there's some of those lyrics yeah. uh, will just like resurface in yeah. my brain. Like, uh, um, nothing's wrong. I'm just fine. I realized I just don't like jokes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my yes. God. Yeah. Where it's Gut wrench. Of, it's yes, the type of exactly. Thing that you say out loud. <laughs> when there's 400 paragraphs oh. more about how you feel behind it and you're trying to get your you know feelings of frustration and, and, and awkwardness and isolation out of your mouth and what falls yeah. out is like these excuses you know oh oh yeah no I'm sorry I'm fine I just I recently realized I don't like jokes <laughs> yeah you know and everybody looks at yeah. you and goes oh that's kind of awkward but okay anyway. yeah and then you're like uh, let's, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. From, let's let's move that. on to literally anything other than what I just said. Yeah. And let let's not invite Travis anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Right. right. <laughs> there's um. There's another and, bit. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'll let you go. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say there's another bit to this as I've been looking at these albums, um, which I think <laughs> one of the biggest reasons that I think that you and I so resonated with uh, Dismemberment Plan is because. They, their trajectory and our trajectory was very close in that they yeah. were growing up at the same time that we were growing up. They yeah. were They're maturing. what, maybe five years older than us? Yeah, exactly. They were And so they were writing music that was perfect for us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were and right in there, right in there, uh, uh, I don't know. Demographic, Shadow. target you, demographic. Yeah. What do you yeah, call we, it when you're slip, slipstream? That's the word. Yeah, we I like that. Yeah, we were in their slipstream. Absolutely. Because it's like every one of their albums was, um, every, every one of their albums was like maybe a year and a half to two years uh, retrospective on the life that they had just been through, you know? Yeah. Um, and then that ended up being captured perfectly in the song that they had done. And you'd, you'd come away from, I remember you and I would come away from these albums and go, oh my God, this resonates with me so well. Yeah, I agree. And it, you know, it's not until later that, especially, I thought about this, I don't know, like in the, in the mid-2010s, early, like, like somewhere to around like 2015, as my wife and I started listening to these songs again, after we had had both of our kids and, and we were adults, as I was listening to these albums, I would ask um, iTunes to play them on shuffle. I realize that they don't hit the same when the songs are shuffled. Um, because, mm, because yes. the albums themselves, Dismemberment Plan comes from an era where this, the albums have bookends. And, and they have yeah. really good chapters and verses. And then they close the albums out. And I, I realize that me saying this makes me feel a little bit, you know... I mean, we're humorish. acting like this is ancient yeah. stuff. It's, yeah. Yeah. You used to buy a record. Yeah. Everyone listening to this has bought a record before. It's like right. that. Right. It wasn't It wasn't made for, you know, in our age, Winamp. Yeah. Um, right. And then the iTunes shuffle or yeah. Spotify or, right. you know, whatever your MP3 shuffle program of it was made is. for buying the cd you, sliding you the put CD in the cd into the car record into the car cd player and then driving and yeah. having a world of emotions wash over you for about an hour 
you know. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, you put on the headphones while you're, you know, supposedly doing schoolwork. Really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing a video game. Right, right. Hiding in the back room and, and letting this uh, other person's problems be yours for a brief period of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and something that I think... I think also with the uh, with the last two albums, but I think especially on this one, these ideas, even the ones that are like dystopian, yeah. like eight and a half minutes is about an asteroid coming <laughs> to destroy the Earth. Right, right. And it's like, yeah. you have eight and a half minutes, what do you do with it? Yeah, exactly. You yep. know, do you hide? Do you cry? Do you forgive? Or do, do you, you realize that you're sorry and that you did love her? And do you call her and do you let her know? And, and that's like yeah. probably my favorite bit oh. of that chorus is like, you know, okay, you got eight and a half minutes left. You know, black clouds flying overhead. The scientists are getting on TV and saying, I'm a scientist, not the fucking president. I don't know what to do. You got eight and a half yeah. minutes left. Are you going to wallow in yourself? Are you going to admit that you're sorry and that you loved her and you're going to call her and let her know that you're sorry? It's like, yeah. oh, my God, there's so much captured yeah. in that song. <laughs> yeah, but, but whether it's, uh, you know, that or Memory Machine, these dystopian nightmare yeah. scenarios yeah. or, uh, uh, you know, the I love a magician where it's an, an abusive relationship right, or, right. Uh, uh, you know, th- these fantastical ideas like you are invited or. Yeah. Um, you know, all these things, the, they're very, very specific. Yeah. Oh, and you know, what's really, you know, what's really, and that's, and that's what makes them so universal. Good fact for you. The song eight and a half minutes, actually not eight and a half minutes long. Very few people know. I know. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, if uh, you play it, if you play it, um, two times and then play it again and turn it off just before it finishes then yeah. it's eight then it's eight and a half minutes exactly but right. but yeah these uh they're so specific yep but they unlock universal feelings yes. and universal perspectives because yeah. everyone has felt i'm starting out right. i'm not i'm not uh established in wherever my life is going to take me yeah. and i'm a I'm lonely. I have no idea or where I'm going, I'm, and I'm kind of scared about that. But at the same time, life feels a little bit exciting. But admittedly, yeah. I am scared. Yeah. Am I when I when I start my life, when I start my own life? Am I gonna leave everyone behind? Am I gonna stay in touch? Are they gonna leave me behind? Right. What happens from here? It's, you know, do I want my past or do I, you know, is it a barnacle or right. is it something that I want to keep? You know, right. it's, exactly. it's all these universal feelings, but they're expressed through these extremely specific scenarios. It's really, the, the lyrics are just masterful. Right. And, and you know, uh, then, fortunately there's a good band playing music to it or otherwise it would be uh, a, a really unfortunate record. <laughs> And then they just wrap it up with just an absolute banger of a party track. With, yeah, with back, back and, and forth. forth. Yeah. Which is just, you go to a show and you have a good time and you feel at one with the universe or at least with the room. And you're like, yeah, we're all going back and forth. This right. is great. Right. So um, oh. do you want to talk about change or? Yeah. Actually, let me let me footnote real quick before we go into change. Um, there was a chunk of time 
between um, change and emergency and I. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, as I'm looking at it now, it was the four years that I was at college. <laughs> and uh, change hit it. <laughs> oh, very... that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my God, what a uh, four years that was. Um, but one of the cool things that, that happened right in the middle uh, between Emergency and I and Change was um, the release of A People's History of the Dismemberment Plan. Um, yeah. Which was, uh, oh, no, wait, I have that wrong. I'm sorry. A People's History came that out came a out later. A little um, later, yeah. yeah. Where what they did was, and I remember this to this day, and I so wish that I had kept my chops up enough to actually participate. Um, they put all of the raw audio for their yeah. um, for, for their past uh, three albums on their website and they said download all of it we put the acapella up there we put the drums up there we put you know Eric's uh, and Jason's you know guitar and drum stuff or guitar and bass stuff up on there all of it is separate tracks feel free to remix yeah. it this is the have fun um, yeah <laughs> this is the early 2000s when um, remixes and and um, techno music and mashups and stuff had really really hit a a a high point in terms of popularity and that album is amazing but i did not realize that that album actually falls after change so i'm gonna shut my yap right i'll let you talk about i mean who who cares we can go in whatever order that's fair that's fair um it's funny with 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 d plan the the stuff that i love the most because it's me is uh, and if I'm not constantly surrounded by kinetic energy, then I die. <laughs> um, uh, I love the the high energy, the kinetic, the angsty, the claustrophobic. The, ah, 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 those right. are the ones that I love. Yeah. Um, the ones that pop into my head and get stuck in my head are the mellow ones. Are, I'll get a, a line, like I said, a line from The Jitters will pop in my head, or a line from Spider in the Snow. Right. Um, the, uh, the opening drums uh, part of The Other Side from Change gets stuck in my side. And it's not, I mean, technically it's a kinetic beat, but it's kind of a mellow, um, melancholy song, I think. Maybe I was just melancholy when it came out. well that seems to be the case with a lot of these songs for both you and i is like there are bits where um there are definitely bits where um the the songs would drop uh, or the albums would drop and we would go oh my god this is us you know oh my god this feels so much like us you know yeah i mean like uh superpowers is a is a good song and he talks about you know i've uh, the things that he's done is like, uh, you know, I've I've stayed awake for weeks and slept for days, not one dream. Uh, and it's like, but no one's is like no one's going to save the world with these superpowers. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like I got these crappy superpowers where I've, you know, I've I've seen what is it? I've I've seen the world's most beautiful women. Uh I can't remember how it goes, I've but something about seeing the world's, world's most, most beautiful women, oh, in women dress undress in ordinary, ordinary solitude. solitude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. it's like it's like I've done these amazing things, 
and what's it done for me or the world? Right. That I'm still <laughs> sad and lonely. That song always <laughs> came off a little bit creepy to me, though, because oh sure, you know, there's a bit of it that almost felt like voyeurism. I don't know. But. Yeah, yeah, but it's also, it's also um, a media-rich world. Yeah, and you know, even in the early days of the internet, you can all of a sudden see anything. Right. And you're like, oh, I can see anything. Right. Okay, that's weird. And yeah, everything's still <laughs> kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, time bomb is a gut punch. Yeah. Um, it's another. It's sort of like, it's a, a, it's another breakup, but this one is like, it's like a threat that mm-hmm. down the road you're gonna remember me and be miserable. Right. Yeah. I'm a time bomb, and and I only live in that one moment in which you die. It's like holy shit, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's uh, what is I'm a time bomb. Uh, I'm a trip wire. Uh, I'm a. I can't remember what the other the other metaphor is, but it's all these like traps. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and it's like and it's these things you know living just below the surface and and you're gonna step on me and i'm gonna get you yeah you know when you're least expecting it i'll be there and you'll remember me and i am and a tar pit you you tar you pit. stuck in me yeah 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 just wow yeah that i one think it's that so might be angry. the like yeah, it's very angry the most <laughs> malicious yeah of their songs yeah but it's like it's so evocative it's just like mm. wow yeah Wow, it's so wild. It's um, um I, I was looking through the track listing, and um, one of the other ones that I really like is um, following through. Um, yeah, and I, I like it for almost for the same reasons that I mentioned before with um, uh, one too many blows to the head. Is that following through almost feels like the other end of the five steps of the dismemberment plan where it's like, okay, acceptance, you know, and now I'm, you know, I can be everything for everyone and I can, you know, do all of these things. But at this point, I'm just going to follow through, you know, I I said I was going to do these things and now I'm going to do them, you know? Yeah. I really liked it for that. I've always liked that one for that reason. I like that one too. Yeah. Um, the uh, again another really good last track and for a long time oh this was God. oh this is the last song d plan ever did ever will do yeah exactly. until 10 years later well the juno split came out and his memory plan gets rich but then we're like no but those don't count you know it's like the beatles <laughs> right right and right. in the end <laughs> right. oh that's the end well there's they did others later shut up shut up no that was the end no okay, that sure, was the whatever. last song no <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't care about history and facts. I want narrative. God damn it. Right. Um, sorry, I slipped into J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I get me Spider-Man. I want pictures of Spider-Man. Um, but Ellen and Ben is such a good, if it was the last song that they ever did, which yeah. for a decade we thought it was, Yeah. it's a really great last song because oh, it's man. all these things that, that, the lyrics have been struggling with uh-huh. and fighting against and right. trying to understand for years. It's, it's about, it follows Ellen and it follows Ben and you see them grow up and move out and 
have lives and, you know, they stay kind of cool and kind of boring and that's fine. And it's, it's, everything's fine. Well, there's, and that's okay. There's another bit though to Ellen and Ben, which I thought was really good, which is, um, because Ellen and Ben is another one where it became a breakup song for me. And, um, mm. the, the, the way that it hit and the, um, the wave tops that it crests in the course of, of, of uh, that song playing out are really wild, um, especially when you think about like um, nonstop fast-paced college romances or, or college romances where um, you're very, very, very close to this person. You're very much involved with this person. And then because you and that other person are so close and so involved that you burn each other out very quickly and then yeah. you say I never want to see you again you know look you're a good <laughs> person but this is the end of this forever and ever um, I really hope you have a wonderful life you know and and it's also right. it also borrows from some of that um, that DC area um, claustrophobic awkwardness where it's like we're all trained around here growing up in, in, in Northern Virginia uh, Southern Maryland the DC area to make sure to remain very polite and we're very respectful of the next person that you see but at the same time fuck them you know Um, (laughs) and and it's like to their face it's like yes yes it's going to be very good to see you again you know there's a possibility that maybe i'll intern for you and then you get in the car Mm. and you go fuck that fucking asshole um (laughs) ellen and ben has that same awkwardness and i it makes me think of this great line that's right in the middle of Ellen Ben where it's um, they made each other feel like they could die but they couldn't stay the slightest of friends um, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's this feeling of these two people who are in the song it doesn't come off like they are intense but the implication is based on who they are and the subtle hints that are dropped about the things that they enjoy, that these are the, these are, you know, DC hipsters, right? So there's a Mm. level of intensity that comes with them being who they are. Um, And they, they, so, you know, the story of Ellen and Ben's life, right? You know, they meet each other, they, you know, hang out for a little bit. Ellen goes up on the roof. She doesn't think about Ben at all when she gets her peanut butter cracker sandwich. Um, the next time they, 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 they start showing up at shows together. Um, and then, but at a certain point, uh, you know, they move less in together. And less. Yeah. What's that? They'd show up at shows, but less and less. Yes. Yes. And neither of their names were in the phone books and no one really knew where they were. Um, yeah. And it's one of those where in and the then course it of the from, story, I'm sorry. What's go ahead. No, no, no. Get fin- I, I was just going to say in the course of the story of Ellen and Ben, they, as a couple, from you as the outsider looking in at this relationship that uh, continues to disappear out of your viewpoint, you see them wrapping themselves around each other, right? Um, they showed up at shows, but less and less, and neither of their names are in the phone books. No one really knew where they were. Um, I thought it was weird, but I couldn't tell you why. Um, the, this is a couple that's intensely wrapping themselves around each other intensely in love but they're excluding everybody else from their relationship because this is the way that 
awkward people in their you know late 20s early 30s know how to do relationships especially if you're like kind of right. in a forced uh urban uh or college scenario and then right. very shortly after you know the the whole song uh decrescendos uh the whole the all of the music gets very quiet and travis gets really into the close to the microphone and um ellen and ben i heard they broke up loudly at their wedding and they never saw each other at a again. wedding yeah yeah um you know it's kind of weird they made each other feel like they could die but they couldn't stay the slightest of friends i'm doing all of this by memory <laughs> i nice. kind of yeah, like yeah. this song <laughs> yeah it's but, a good um, and i love how the whole song is about this couple, yeah. Ellen and Ben, and their history. Right. And it's kind of a when Harry met Sally thing, on yeah. again, off again. When and and but like you said, the 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 young adult when they're intense, they're really intense. Yeah, exactly. And it's all in a hundred percent, and then that intensity just ceases. It flops, on and they're itself. gone. Goodbye. Yeah. Right. And then I love the last half a verse, where it shifts from. It's not about them. It's like. Well, I'm doing fine. I'm staying busy, hanging with my nephew, and trying to keep my eyes on the prize. Right. You know how it goes, and so do I. So call me when you can now. You know how I love a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Also from memory. But yeah, (laughs) it turns into this, like, it's, it's just the end of the conversation. Right. And you're like, oh, this wasn't really about them. It's... It's an old friend talking to someone and saying, hey, it was great to see you. Mm-hmm. I got to get back to it. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Hey, look me up when you can. Right. Call me when you're in town. And you just you've just had this friendly like, conversation Man, about yeah. the two of them. And it it comes off almost like a frame tale where you zoom out and it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And it's like, yes, that is it's the shift from young relationships to grown-up relationships yeah. you know like friendships yep, exactly. young friendships you're you're tied at the waist you're handcuffed emotionally to each other you're in it together yep. no matter what and then people grow up and they grow apart or they break up or they but it, it doesn't mean goodbye it's just like hey i'm doing other stuff yeah right i have another and life then, that i gotta go off and do and i'm sorry yeah. but i'll catch up with you at some point yeah. And when, but, and yeah, and, but then you do catch up and you're like, oh my God, it was so good talking to you. Yeah. And it, it's just like, yeah, it's great. That's good. It's, there's nothing, and it's such a nice, it's such a nice goodbye note. Yeah. If this was their last album, it would be a really beautiful goodbye letter where it's like, you know, I got to go. I'm keeping busy. Yeah. I'll call me when you can. I love seeing you. And the funniest part about that, and like, I, remember, I remember you and I talking about this, is that um, it almost, that last set of lines almost feels like Travis talking to his fans, you know? Mm. It's, that last set of lines. Or and, to the band. Or to the band. Because solo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. it's It could be either. I, I do remember you and I talking about this, though, where it's, because I remember you and I went to this amazing show where they did a bunch of the tracks from Change, and you were going to go finish your master's, and I didn't know which direction my, my life was going at the time. And it felt yeah, like a really... Yeah, you were torn between, like, three or four routes. Yeah, and, and I remember that song and listening to that and hanging out with you on in... in and we were out in the 
open air at a park at the DC in the DC suburbs. Yeah, the, the Fort Reno show. Yeah, as the sun was setting. Fort Reno. It was their good. It might have been their one of their goodbye shows. It was, was one of their a Fort Reno show. show. Yeah, because I, I remember think it was they the next to last good... one or something like that. Because yeah. their their last show was canceled and then they had they rescheduled it. Right, but it wasn't. Anyway, who yeah. cares? No, it was near the end. I just wonder one time. of the things I find really funny about those goodbye shows is that they kept doing goodbye shows, and you and I yeah. kept calling each other and going, "We have to go! It's the last one!" It's like, didn't we just catch the last last one? <laughs> yeah, but shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Ellen and Ben was a it it ends the four uh, the the ninety five through two thousand one. It ends the seven year trajectory the manic trajectory of the dismemberment plan on just yeah. a beautiful very pitch perfect mid note not on a high note not on a low note because that's never what they were delivering but on a perfect no. mid note where it's like on a mature note yeah where it's like look you talk about you know, not you but people talk about bands maturing and that's usually um a nice way of saying they got dull and stupid um, but in this case, it's like, no, they be, they became more of who they are. You know, they matured like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Travis. But I'm yeah, talking like, about you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like they genuinely became the truer versions of who they always were. Yeah. You know, it's like watching your kid grow. Yeah. And they're yeah. vastly different, but it's the same person, just more right. so. Yeah. And yeah, they definitely did that. It's the good kind of maturing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love these guys. I love these records like, like old friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I like that concept as well, that, that it's, they're, they're essentially, like revisiting old friends. Um, now. And they're from a certain time. The um, You can still pick them up and listen to them today, and they're great. If yeah. you've never heard them, you know, pick up Emergency and I, and you're like, wow, this really is a good record. Right. Or pick up Emergency Plan is Terrifying, any of them. Do emergency pick up one of the I. records, and you go, ooh, this is really good. Yeah. If, you know, 20 years later. If you've never heard the plan, pick up Emergency and I. That's that's the yeah. starting point, and then you build. That's their crown jewel record. Yeah, exactly. All right, now um, I got to ask you something. Are you okay. familiar with Uncanny Valley? Like I've listened to it a lot, uh, but I've never. No, that's not true. My wife and I have listened to it end to end as an album a, a handful of times in in different settings, but um, yeah, it's not one I I know it enough to talk about it, but it just because it came 10 years later there's right. a lot to it where yeah you're yeah. 10 years older you have 10 years more things going on mm -hmm. in your life yeah. yeah i i've heard it i liked it yeah. i was like wow this is a good record and it's my old friends again yeah but i wasn't i didn't i'm uh, not in that headspace I didn't, anymore i didn't yeah i didn't yeah. have nothing to do all day right. where I could listen to a record 20 times in a row. Yeah, exactly. And so really I didn't, yeah. I didn't memorize it. I didn't yeah. commit it to memory. I didn't, um, obsess over it like I did. Yeah. 
And it's also, you know, things you do when you're 20 versus right. things you do when you're 30. Right. Well, I can... When, uh, do you want to talk so, but, to it? But they're great. You, yeah, they are. I mean, yeah, go ahead and talk about it. You've, right. you've probably heard it more than I have. Yeah, because... I, I kind of committed myself to listening to it enough times to digest it. But the funny thing is that it dropped uh, in 2013, um, which is the same year that my second daughter was born. So... It's like an entirely yeah. separate lifetime at that point when I'm listening to this. And um, I, I recognize all of these songs because, you know, my, my wife and I now put plan on shuffle and we get work done in the house or, or, or you know, she'll paint and I'll be working on hobbies. Um, so there's, th these call out to me. It's just um, in my head, I usually don't book in them uh, track to track to track to track and think about the transitions the way that I used to with the other ones. But there are some that stand out to me. Um, I like, I like no one saying nothing, um, which yeah. is their their opener. Um, that one's it, it, saying nothing. That one's good because it feels very much like it could have been. You could have taken that first song, no one saying nothing, and you could have squeezed it in between any of the tracks on change, and it would have felt just yeah. right. Um, I will it, say it absolutely. Whereas the the first four albums are like watching them grow, mm -hmm. but by the time Change did, um, they you're like okay you're grown now, yeah. And and Uncanny Valley is the next step on the okay you're grown trajectory. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. you know, when you're from 20 to 25, that right. is a big five years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 25 to 35, yeah. less so. All right, you're a grown-up and you're in your mid-30s. Now what? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's like the difference between, you know, 18 and 25 yeah. and the difference between 30 and 40. Right. It's, it's still... A difference. Yeah. Things still change within you and in the world, but not. You're not a. You don't look back three years before and go, "Oh my God, who's that?" Yeah, it's not like the trajectory of your life is directly proportionate to the speed at which you're growing up, and the number of things that are being thrown at you are, you know, in the tens of digits per week. You know, it's like you're reaching yeah. a point where it's like Monday through Friday will occur. I need to feed my family. Oh, what else is going on? Hobbies? Life? Well, okay. You know, I, I guess I can enjoy music, too. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, um, I like Waiting, the second track. I'm fine. I'm just waiting. It, it's another one of those where it's floating, and it also it, it similarly captures that awkwardness of having to put on... It's It's... It's the introvert's face to an extroverted world, which is the same thing that they mm. hit in several other tracks through the That's course good. of the past four albums. But this time, but this yeah. version of it, this is them doing uh, this. Here I am, an introvert, showing my face to an extroverted world as an adult, where now I have had enough time to learn how to wrap up all of these feelings and bundle them. So. It, so now I've gotten really good at perfecting the thick skin of making it look like I'm a normal, functional human being. And, and, <laughs> and I've plugged the holes. So now, right. unlike the jitters, where, you, where in the jitters, you know, Travis, the, the, the singer, the, the character in the song, 
uh, accidentally, you know, lets something blurt out like, you know, oh yeah, I'm fine. It's just, just that I recently realized that I don't like jokes. And everybody looks at him and goes, well, that was weird. Instead, this is the D plan and Travis Morrison, particularly 10 years later, um, with um, the Blythe uh, Pink Floyd comfortably numb face on where they go, oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm just waiting. Right. You know? Right. And it's a much more mellow, how do I put a face on the madness that is inside of me? Oh, well, I've done this for, for 10 plus years. I've gotten pretty good at it, you know? Yeah. And that's why oh, I really like, like this. Yeah, exactly. And uniform flat face and a smile. And we're good. Yeah, waiting is really good for that because it captures kind of the the end of that, that uh, maturity tangent. You know, uh, that maturity yeah, yeah. storytelling that goes on throughout the plan albums. Um, white Collar White Trash is great because it's just, you know, it's kicking a stereotype um, over and over again, which is the very stereotype that I have a love-hate relationship with out here in the D.C. area, which is just the, the young and urban professionals, the, you know, the <laughs> yuppies, the... the um, the go-getters, you know, the, the crowd that um, cannot slow down, yeah. you know, um, and it's it's familiar territory, which means that it's still fun. You know, it's uh, yeah. doing it in Burke, doing it in Centerville, doing it in Fairfax. <laughs> you know, I always will. White collar, <laughs> white trash, you know, and it's oh, God. Yeah. You know, it's it's just the same. You know, let's kick these goddamn yuppies because my God. They just multiply like rats. Um, living in song is okay. Um, looking is good. But um, I love Daddy Was a Real Good Dancer. And I've come back yeah. to that one. Oh, man. I just, just thinking I think about that's that one the, is causing I think me that's well the standout one. <laughs> it's Aww. so sweet. Yeah, I think that's the standout one from that album. Yeah, it's so sweet. It's just like the relationship between him and his dad as he's talking about, Oh my God. Now, now it's, you hear me? <laughs> well, I tried to hold Aww. in emotions here. Oh, <laughs> um, buddy. It's, it's such a, uh, it's such a pleasant song for, you know, him looking at, um, his dad who, who tried his best for him. And then him looking at himself and looking forward at his daughter. Um, and it's, it's just, very sweet, beautifully generational. And, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry for losing it here, but... Yeah. No, no, not at it's, all. But yeah, it's, it's that... You Yeah, you don't realize until you're older, oh, my parents were whole human beings. Right, right. Well before I existed. Right. These were not pillars of men and women. These oh. were broken people that were trying their best to be people that ended up with kids. You know. Right. Yeah. And not broken because ours were bad. Broken no. because every human ever is broken. Has a little bit of broke broken to them. Yeah. yeah. But we, we all Everyone's messed up somehow. Yeah. I, I, I forget which uh, famous Russian author, which famous Russian book it was. Crime and Punishment or Air, maybe Anna uh, Karenina. I don't know what book yeah. it was. Um, but the famous, I think it's the opening. I haven't read it, mm. clearly. Um, where... Um, Happy families are all the same. Unhappy families are different. Or like each one is different. Something like that. Every unhappy family is unhappy in its own in way. Something way. like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's a really good. Opening. And I love that. It's like, yeah. yeah, 
and you know asterisk 99% of families are unhappy um, in some way you know everyone's got problems yeah. Brad Pitt gets diarrhea yeah exactly right 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 even even uh, uh, even Gladys Knight can't get over that one guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she's Gladys Knight yeah exactly yeah <laughs> it's another one where as so in terms of the album holistically uh it's yet again it's a case where i look at this entire track listing and i'm just not as familiar with it as i am with the first four um go and get it is good it's it's a it's one of those kind of yeah. like party bangers and then one of the things that i really like about let's just go to the dogs tonight is that it ends the trajectory of the dismemberment plan's career on a much happier note than Ellen and Van. Yeah. And it's like these guys have um, hit their adults. Because, yeah, their last tracks are generally pretty mellow. Yeah. Or depressing. But this one is, uh, this one has an air But this one, yeah, it's it. upbeat. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Even, We're, you know, even if it's, like, kind of nuts, it's like... You know, let's go to the dogs tonight, and it's just, it's just like it gets more and more. You know, uh, I don't know. It's more almost more, got a, it's almost got a message that I really like. It about, escalates. Yes, it escalates pleasantly. It's almost got an, a, a <laughs> message to it that I kind of like about uh, some of the tracks from Gogo Bordello, where. The, mm. the, 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 the summarizing message almost feels like, look, life is crazy, but, you know, let's just have the most fun we can with it while we're here, you know, and that's, right. that's what let's just go to the dogs tonight feels like. And to me, it almost it also feels like them looking back at the, the five uh, the, the, the five albums in total at that point with Uncanny Valley and the 12 plus year, you know, history of their lives as singers and going yeah, overall things are pretty good. You know, let's <laughs> let's do one more where um, we feel like we're in the Black Cat or the Nine Thirty Club, and everybody's jumping around and just being so happy with the fact that we're here and and they're here for us, and vice versa. You know, and that's yeah. what that's what that song feels like. That feels like yeah. the type of song that you you finish that song and you let. Uh, the crowd go back out into the world on an up note, you know? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, it, it's a nice closer. Yep. Um, Speaking right. of nice closers, yeah. we're at like an hour, almost and a half. Man, we could we could turn this almost into like a two-parter if you wanted to. Nah. Because, all right, all right. I don't want to do no two-parters no more. That's fair. I got you. Um... um well, so yeah, speaking of speaking of uh, old friends and four nice guys and all that, yeah. should I awkwardly? Goddamn right, you should. In in and there's nothing awkward about it. It's fucking awesome. So this is going to be the audio equivalent of. I was going to say the transition no, would be awkward. Yeah, forget transition. No, I'm not awkward. This about. is this is going to be the audio equivalent of um, the the image meme of Will Smith holding up both of his hands and pointing loudly and wildly at Jada Pinkett Smith. So this is me going. Dan was in a band with a member of the dismemberment plan, and that's amazing. And now you should talk about it. Because fuck being well, awkward about it. I'm so proud of you for that, Dan. No, it was, yeah, I was very happy. <laughs> it was it was a really fun time. We had a big old time. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm in Richmond. My brother lives down here, too. Um, and he knew Eric, the bass player in Dismembered Plan. He, he kind of knew him because uh, he used to work in the guitar store and, uh, so, and from shows and stuff. So they knew each other a little bit. Right. Um, and I'm at work and I, I work in a boring office doing boring office stuff. Um, and this is several years ago, maybe eight years ago or something. I'm sitting in a meeting, Mm -hmm. uh, a big meeting with maybe 50 people and the person's talking, yada, yada, yada. And I start scanning the crowd. Do I, you know, oh, I know that guy. Oh, I know her. Yeah, I used to work with her. And I look over, I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) There's no way that that's Eric from D-Plan. He doesn't work in a dumb office like me. This is a rock star. How could this person possibly be working in middle management no way yeah 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 he's on a pedestal right right he exists he just spends all day living on a pedestal doesn't he he? this living statue (laughs) and then and uh i was like wow that was weird and then i had a couple more meetings with him and uh um and around the same time my brother mike uh started hanging out with Eric more and more. And he was like, Hey, uh, Eric from D plan. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah." He's like, he's over. You want to come hang out and listen to this, listen to records and stuff. I was like, sure. So I went over and hung out and, you know, we're sitting around chewing the fat. And, uh, Mike talks about how he has some songs that he's been working on over the years between bands. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he'd like to try them out. And Eric, it's like, yeah, you know, I've got a song or two I could throw out there. And, and right. it kind of comes out, well, yeah, well, well we, we have a, a guitar, bass, and drums in this room. How about it? Okay, yeah, sure. And so we, we started playing uh, some songs that the two of them wrote. Yeah. And, I mean, they were really good songs. Uh, and uh, me being a, uh, a snotty idiot... <laughs> Uh, I left after a while. Oh, no. Because uh, I was like, hey, you guys, obviously, you guys are both wonderful. Uh. Um, this style of music is not m- my number one A-plus type of music. Yeah, but I mean, as a musician, though, that's perfectly acceptable. You know, if, if you look... I, it is. Yeah. But, yeah, and then I... I, oh, oh, are you saying me leaving or playing other types of music is acceptable? No, you leaving as a result of okay. the fact that you don't play the same types of music, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, if, it was legit creative differences. Yeah, That's not like a, yeah, if you can't a, feel a candy you can't, coating way of saying we, you know, we, uh, I don't know, did too many drugs right. and beat up each other's wives or anything like that. No, we were just... No, that's exactly um, it. That's exactly it. That's one of those where, you know, you you realized eh, this, you know, this doesn't feel like what I need to feel when I sit down in front of my drum set or, you know, sit down in front of my musical instrument and, you know, yeah. crank something out. So, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and, and I, you know, at the time that we were playing together, um, I, me and Eric worked in the same office on the same floor. That's so cool. We we were working like 30 feet from each other. And so you know, <laughs> we'd 
see each other all the time and oh hey hi hey check out this record okay hey check out this record oh wow that's cool you know just like trading cds and stuff wow that was great oh wow cool um yeah we got yeah we got to be friends and uh we still are uh you know since covid i i haven't seen anybody um uh you know i've i i've seen you a couple times and i've seen uh, a friend of ours in town that's about it Mm -hmm. um but you know when the office opens back up i'm sure we'll see each other again hey how you doing oh man hey you know uh yeah, it's just I got to I got to become friends with one of them, and that's fun. That's nice. That is so it's like, cool. hey, I know you, yeah. and and to my credit, I hope he never hears this, but I did a very good job of biting my tongue and not being a super fan dork, <laughs> not being a dorkus, brown nosing, butt kissing little. <laughs> little twerp not doing the super 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 fan deal yeah yeah. i yeah. did not fanboy out not <laughs> once yeah. uh and it was a long time we were playing together maybe three months yeah. before i started hinting that i was a fanboy right. that i was a big fan of deep land where i i was like oh yeah i mean we were talking about some some song or some beat and i was like yeah like when joe played this beat and i started playing the beat from uh girl o'clock i was like it took me a long time to learn that and i was like oh god i just told him that i spent a long time obsessing over one of his songs oh no (laughs) yeah oh no he's gonna He's going to think I suck and he's right. going to beat me up and put me in a locker now. He's going to no, turn he's me so... into the popular police. <laughs> right, right, right. No, he's, uh, I mean, Eric's the only one that I like know, but uh, he's the sweetest man imaginable. You know what's going you couldn't. You couldn't imagine a nicer guy. He's just Mr. Sweet. He's a lovely man. All right, all right. Well, God, this has been so much fun. This has been yeah. so much fun. I've I've had a weird week, and I'm you know, it, this has just been so pleasant to lose myself in in um, quite possibly one of the most uh, fundamentally life changing bands that I have been a fan of for a long period of time. And uh, you know, yes. again, as I've said it before, and I'll say it again, many thanks to you for introducing me to them. Um, Half of the journey was with you most of the time anyway. God, you and I, what? It had to be at least more than three times up there on the stage with them dancing. Um, oh, I don't think it was three. I think it was, I only remember one. We, it was more than one. It was more than one. We were up on the stage okay. once with them. And then there was another time during one of the last shows. It wasn't the Fort Reno show, but it was during one of the last shows where Travis did the big open our motion come on up and all like so many of us came up just flooded the stage and and wow it wasn't just that it wasn't because there was the gladys night in the pips moment where we were up there dancing like idiots and then yeah. there was the show where it was it must have been like one of the last shows before the four show where he was just inviting people en masse and i yeah. i remember either you were looking at me or me looking at you and being like 
well, what's stopping us? Come on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and going up there and just, you know, having a good old time. But, I mean, Aww, we were always in the... Little baby us. Little baby us, forever and a, a decade ago. Um, That's fun. It was so much fun. Being in the front, I got... got if we were not in the, the front of the crowd, we were at least one to two rows back every time just awkwardly doing our forceful bumble to the front or excuse me sorry i'm terribly sorry excuse me sorry yeah i'm very sorry i'm very sorry yeah but really i need to be at the front of this fucking group <laughs> right 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 excuse me excuse me very important to me yeah yeah i'm i'm the only i'm the only fully fully uh, rounded human in the universe you yeah, wouldn't understand yeah, yeah you're just uh, sorry you're i just... have the connection not you oh yeah. crap everyone has a connection right crap. right <laughs> yeah it's like the old uh, the old Steve Martin thing. Okay, and now we're doing the the uh, the the individualist club, and we're gonna say the individualist club membership anthem. I am an individual. I am an individual. <laughs> yeah. I think for myself. I think for myself. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat anything anyone else says. I'm not going to repeat. And then everyone laughs at being the butt of his joke. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly. I mean, that's the other funny thing is that there's a lot of deep playing that feels that way too. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The music that resonates there. Um, yeah, but yeah, Gen- gentle ribbing yes. of of friends. Yeah, like haha. Guess what? This is also you. Uh, oh no, it is. Oh yeah. All right. Well, this has been just fucking fantastic. Um, yeah. Who's uh, I love let's those see here. guys? I did the intro. So yeah, it's so I'll do, the, to outro. do the outro. What do you got for us? Well, give me a proper outro first. This has been the Dan and Aaron like Orama, where we completely fan nerded out on how amazing the dismemberment plan is. And now to take it out with that signature like Orama outro music, here's Dan. Except on a trombone.